Hi, I'm James. Welcome to Alternate Sides, a podcast about movies, parking, and a 25-year friendship. So it was the end of 2022. I was about to turn 50 years old. I had an idea for a podcast involving my friend Sam, in which we talk about movies while he's sitting in his car waiting for a street sweeper to come along. What you're about to hear is the conversation where I first pitch him on the idea for the podcast. And along the way, we talk about alternate side parking and why I'm afraid of the movies. Hello? Hello? What's up? Not much. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in the car like a fucking lemon. I don't think we say that. Sitting like a lemon? Sitting like a lemon? You don't say that? No. Huh. What'd you say? Like a like a lump, I think. I think my dad used to say that. Like a lump, maybe. Like a lump? No, I'm not sitting like a lump. In in Farsi we say uh like a uh, like a plum jam. I'm sitting here like a plum jam. Well, well okay, so I'm in the car doing the fucking alternate side parking thing. So I'm yes, I'm all yours for the next hour and a half. What's in your mind? So you've got to sit in the car for an hour or an hour and a half waiting for the street sweeper to come so you can move the car and he can sweep the street and then you move back into that spot. Yeah, but we don't move the cars anymore. We uh, we basically sit in the car so that we don't get a ticket. The traffic warden won't give you a ticket if you're sitting in the car. But traffic. Warden. Yeah, theoretically, we're all isn't that what you call them? We don't, we don't say traffic warden either. No lemons, no traffic wardens. Okay. So we, yeah, we're supposed to pull out and then get back in. But there's such a mad dash for the spots that no one will move their car, unlike uh, under pain of death. So the street sweeper eventually will just roll, roll on down the middle of the street and clean nothing, really, achieving nothing except to have held us all hostage here for an hour and a half. So uh, anyway, I'm here. I'm in the car. Uh, wide open and open. Great. Well, listen, I was thinking about um, how you got mad at me the other week. Wait, wait, which time? <laughs> which time? Because you found out uh, I've never seen Do the Right Thing. Jesus. And uh, I know this is an especially galling thing for you because, well, not only because you love the movies. I do love the movies. And you resent my ignorance, but also... I also resent you, yes. I love the movies and I resent you. What else? There's more? Yeah, Go ahead. There is more. Well, you know, we're, you know, we've been collaborating quite a long time and we've written all these things and I know it's a hurdle. It seems to be a hurdle. It's difficult when I say, oh, you know, like it'll be like that scene in, you know, Robocop. And you'll be like, oh, I never saw it. And I'll be like, you're a fucking twat and that's the end of the writing for the day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's that's the problem yeah well you know i'm turning 50 now i do i do i do know that i'm turning 50 and i think it's time for me to face my my fears or try to overcome some of my fears and as you know it's not the movies as such that i'm afraid of i'm, I'm not sure what i'm afraid of newness emotional uncertainty Mm. Wilder has this, this issue. He he's very reluctant to watch my my kid is very reluctant to watch a new movie. He'd rather watch the old movies again and again. And when I say a new movie, he's like, mm, 
Yeah, that's what I, well, that's, this is the reason why I've still never seen Boogie Nights or Finn and Alexander or Lawrence of Arabia. No, stop, or... stop, stop. It, just hurt. it hurts too much. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. So it's an ongoing thing, but I'm going to make good on it now. I'm going to make good on it. I'm approaching 50. Here's my idea. Okay. Okay. Proposal for you. Yeah. I'm going to watch one movie from each that I've never seen from each year of my life so far. So I'm going to start in 1973, watch a movie I've never seen in 1973. Mm-hmm. Then one from 1974, 75, all the way through. You can help me pick them since you're a movie. Uh... I, the one, my one abiding trait. I love the movie. Yeah. Well, those days are over. The movies, I mean. Uh, Marty, Marty Scorsese said they're not over because of Tar. Yeah, but did you, did you like Tar? Yeah. Tar's great. I, I'm not sure about the ending, but it's a movie. I think what he's saying is that here's a movie like we used to. Like we used to like, right, you know, right, a movie right. where we don't know what's happening, a movie where someone's challenging us to like. I think it was Daniel Mendelssohn who said. Uh, Already with the classical references. When it's not preposterous, it's uh, pretentious. Mm. Or when, it, when it's not being preposterous, it's being pretentious or something like that. But let us yeah. not go down the rabbit hole of tar. <laughs> the tarbit hole. <laughs> Another movie I assume that you haven't seen. Right? No, I haven't seen it. It's too scary. Just like Home Alone, which I only saw for the first time last Christmas. <laughs> when I say scary, I don't mean like a horror movie, although it's that too. I mean, there's something emotionally <laughs> something emotionally fraught about the experience. Okay, let's just cut to the chase. So are you in? Can I do this? I'm in. I'm, okay. I'm in. I'm, I'm in. So I've done my homework. I've done my homework, and I have a list here of movies from 1973 I haven't seen. A hand, just a handful. Okay, you tell me which one I should I should watch. Okay, so speaking of scary, the first one is The Exorcist. Okay, okay. straight in with a with a real horror banger. Yeah. Okay. Papillon. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> I said Steve McQueen and Dustin Hoffman. In oh, Papillon. Yeah, sure. Papillon. That's a good movie. Yeah, I think my, my dad liked that movie. It's a good movie. Nothing scary about that. It was very popular. That that book was very popular, right? Yeah, yeah. But I don't look. I don't think that you can. Okay, you can say not very scary to me. But this is like telling a six-year-old who's getting on the roller coaster. It's not scary. Like it's not for you to. It's not for you to decide whether it's scary or not. You you just put your finger on the entire, like the crucial family dynamic in our in our household, where apparently I tell everyone what to feel all the time. Or what they are. Margie says, you cannot tell me what I'm feeling. It's true. You can't. This is like my mother. My mother and I got into an argument. (laughs) And she said about something she had said, it wasn't demeaning. And I said, you don't decide if it's demeaning. The person who's been demeaned decides whether they feel demeaned or not. Right. Well, if the person is constantly saying, oh, I feel this, I fucking get on with it. Jesus Christ. This is the, our dynamic as well, I'm realizing. Yeah, this is my, I, it must be true because this is what everyone says. Good. So, well, I'm getting an education here about the movies and you're getting an education about uh, interpersonal relations. Great. This should be, this should be enlightening. Now, the next one is some, this might actually be scary. Don't Look Now. Oh, great movie. Love that movie. Don't Look Now. Donald Sutherland, Julie Christie. Also, I guess, a horror movie of sorts. I'm nervous about that one because my mother, that was speaking of my mother again. <laughs> There's a story that my parents went to go see that when, when it was in the theaters. Mm, that's quite a, quite a, uh, 
quite a saucy date. <laughs> well, that's the two things that she said about it were number one, it was very upsetting and scary. And number two, that there was a particular sequence that was very risque. In it. That was the that was the word that she used. Yeah, there were all these rumors. Did they or didn't they? Anyway, uh, okay, I, that's my forerunner right now. Mm-hmm. Serpico. Ooh, love Serpico. Uh, you never seen Serpico? What kind of a fucking idiot hasn't seen Serpico? This kind, I guess. This is ridiculous. How do you avoid it? I don't like. How do you? <laughs> how does? How does like? As someone not sit you down, your dad, your friend, your uncle, someone. College I had other, I had other like, interests, I guess. I you have know. to watch this movie. It's really good. Like, I've never seen Scarface either, but we'll get to that. That's in the 80s, I guess. Fucking hell. And then the last one is American Graffiti. Oh, yeah. I was never that crazy. I, could, I knew I that you wouldn't be into that as much. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen, okay, so I've seen all of these movies, not surprising, because they're fucking classics. So wait, how, so when you were, when you were, what was it, your gap year between high school and college, how many movies did you watch? Didn't you have a year where you just... Yeah, I just watched movies. I took a year off and watched movies. I watched uh, over 500. I mean, in its way, I think that is as disturbing and uh, <laughs> maladaptive as, <laughs> as anything I've done. Well, it was like the idea was that it was a sort of it was in a way a bit regimented. It was like I would, you know, I would watch all the Eisenstein movies in order. You know, I would watch like, you know, the Kurosawa movies. You know, I was trying to get a film education. Mm. And you didn't have any friends at this time. I wonder, I wonder why. <laughs> I'd hold on to college. I, I was working in a bookshop, in a foreign languages bookshop in London. And uh, in the evening, and oh, also the, the, the shop would let you, they had all these movies on VHS. So they let you borrow them. That was a crucial part of it. So we had an enormous collection of foreign movies. And every night I was allowed to bring home like one or two VHSs. And I would watch basically one or two. And... You know, the, there were all these rep cinemas at the time, like the Hampstead Rep and the Everyman and the whatever, all these places in London where you could go see movies pretty cheap. And that's what I did for a year. I wonder what I was doing. It's probably <clears throat> NC-17. <laughs> all right, so... Mine definitely wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, The Exorcist, Papillon, Don't Look Now, Serpico, American graffiti. It's tempting to throw you in at the very, very deep end with The Exorcist, but I would actually say that The Exorcist is not scary. Just unless you really buy into the idea of exorcism and uh, this kind of nonsense, it's also become, it's also one of those things that you've probably seen like the Leslie Nielsen spoof of it at this point. So it's going to lose a lot of its original power. This is an issue I've been having with, uh, with my children, where I, I, introduce them to the matrix or a back to the future or right, right. whatever and and the, these movies which are yeah they've seen like the gap commercial version of it right exactly it's been so it's a victim of its own success in a way the the it has been so influential that you can't really be seen in the way that the matrix was seen in 1999 or whatever well this is all a good argument for don't look now uh because that's a great movie. I remember, I've seen it a couple of times. I think it's a really, really good movie. And I don't think it will be, I don't think it'll feel hackneyed in any way. I, I, I could be wrong. Let's watch it again. Let's go with that one. Don't look now. All right. Good luck waiting for the street sweeper to come by. Oh uh, yeah, he'll be by shortly, I'm sure. 
All right. Well, so long, mate. All right. Cheers. So there you have it. In our next episode, we talk about Nicholas Rogue's 1973 movie, Don't Look Now. And that episode is already available, so check it out. Thank you.